Congratulations to you and your family. May God bless you. May God bless our glorious nation. Judge Gorsuch, the podium, sir, is yours. tuning in, check out our first episode where we talked about a letter Donald Trump sent to Spectator. Today, we're talking about Neil Gorsuch, Trump's new Supreme Court justice. Back on this side of the Atlantic, some of the political spotlight was on the battle over filling the vacant seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. The Democrats are basically saying that they are maybe going to fight Neil Gorsuch. As Republicans push for a vote as soon as possible. Despite the fact that, you know, President Obama was historically uh, screwed over when he wasn't able to appoint uh, his pick, Merrick Garland, for the Supreme Court. President Trump's appointee, Neil Gorsuch, and Democrats grow increasingly vocal in their opposition. The Democrats should be fighting back because the Republicans just were insanely obstructionist and undemocratic in what they did. The Republican and Democratic leaders in the Senate today stood their ground. So who is Neil Gorsuch? Well, he's from Colorado and he comes from a family of lawyers and political types. His mom was actually Ronald Reagan's EPA administrator. Gorsuch graduated from Columbia College in 1988. Gorsuch went on to graduate from Harvard Law School, cum laude. President Obama, who graduated from CC in 83, was actually one of his classmates at Harvard. Their undergraduate years at Columbia, however, didn't overlap though since Obama spent a few years as a community organizer before law school. Gorsuch has since been active in the U.S. judicial system, clerking for two Supreme Court judges and serving as an appeals court judge for the Tenth Circuit, which covers Colorado and five other states. Gorsuch is known for conservative rulings. He uses a textualist approach to the law that looks a lot like the late Antonin Scalia's. He's also a member of a powerful right-wing political organization called the Federalist Society funded by the Koch brothers and the like. No relation to the Federalist here at Columbia, which Gorsuch founded. More on that later. For us, a big point of interest is Gorsuch's work here at Spectator, which you can understand. Uh, when he was at Columbia, Gorsuch was a columnist for the opinion section, because of course he was. Much has been made of Gorsuch's writings here. He started getting published in September of his freshman year in 1985, when he wrote an article about Cubans in the U.S. who opposed Fidel Castro. New to Morningside Heights, Gorsuch was already an outspoken conservative. I think what stands out about Neil Gorsuch was that his views were completely formed as soon as he entered college as a freshman, which I think is unusual, and he had very solid right-wing reactionary views from the beginning. That right there was Jordan Kushner on Democracy Now! Not to be confused with Jordan Allen, me, on the ear, or uh, Trump crony Jared Kushner. So now you're all clear on that. This Jordan Kushner is a civil rights attorney who was at Columbia at the same time as Gorsuch. He actually ran against Gorsuch for university senate. 
Their photos are next to each other in a survey of candidates that Spectator published in March of 1986. And his positions really, I think, were extreme. He did attack South African divestment after the university had already decided to divest. And he put out a real divisive argument that it was going to hurt student aid. Um, he attacked a, a protest uh, led by black students against racism on campus not based on the substance of the issue, but saying that people involved were revolutionaries. Um, he did stick up for Ronald Reagan in the Iran-Contra affair, Iran-Contra scandal, which was an extreme position even for conservatives at the time. In that article about the Iran-Contra affair, he wrote that the situation didn't, quote, center on those superficial issues our campus activists will exploit on College Walk when the weather warms, unquote. He also criticized students who protest an alumni award granted to former UN ambassador Jean Kirkpatrick, whom the New York Times called a, quote, beacon of neoconservative thought, unquote. Definitely reminds us of the free speech debate happening on college campuses right now. How relevant. But back to Gorsuch. Here's a quote from another one of his columns from his sophomore year in 1987. Quote, there's little or no room at Columbia for dissenting voices. One is either right or wrong, moral or immoral, compassionate or heartless. Now, I've never met Neil Gorsuch, but I have to say that was a pretty good impression. That was from an article called Overcoming a Hegemony of Ideas. Now, we suspect that Gorsuch was Spectator's token conservative columnist. If you read our opinion columns regularly, you've probably noticed that every so often there's one columnist that a lot of the student body disagrees with. We decided to talk to Miles Pomper. My name is Miles Pomper. I was the uh, editorial page editor um, at the time, but, and uh, Neil Gorsuch wrote a column for the op-ed page. Miles didn't know Gorsuch all that well. He mostly just edited Gorsuch's copy, but they did meet a few times. It was sort of a, you know, uh, generally kind of preppy in demeanor, with a, uh, but he was also part of one of the fraternities, and then uh, so he sort of had a little bit of a reputation there. That fraternity was Fiji, actually, and Miles confirmed that Gorsuch was a conservative voice on a largely liberal campus. As other students protested South African apartheid and other issues, he stood firmly to their right, criticizing them. I, I just remember just a general, uh, you know, there was a lot of protests and act, student activism then, as I'm sure there is now, and uh, from the left, and he was generally opposed to most of it, I mean, uh, whatever the issue was. He doesn't find Trump's nomination of Gorsuch to the Supreme Court surprising. For Miles, the man at those congressional hearings is the same man who wrote op-eds at SPEC. in college. One, he founded the Federalist Paper, a very conservative newspaper, uh, to counter the Columbia Daily Spectator. That was Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! Like we mentioned earlier, Gorsuch didn't just work for Speck. He also founded the Federalist, which was originally a conservative journal called the Federalist Paper. A Fed article from 1999 says that the publication was founded by Gorsuch, Andrew L. Levy, and P.T. Waters, who were according to a former Fed editor from the early 90s, a libertarian, a conservative, and a socialist, although no one knows which was which. So I guess that could either work as like a joke of like, you know, like a, 
a libertarian, a conservative, and a socialist walk into a bar. But it also, like, because it's, like, we don't know which way is which, so it could also be, like, a mystery novel. I don't know. A lot of things can be created from these three guys. Anyways, the earliest incarnation of the Fed was definitely rabidly conservative, to quote that article from 1999. In the fourth issue of the paper, Levy criticizes left-wing bizarros and gives the following definition of a feminist. One, someone who believes that women are naturally better than men. Two, someone who believes that women deserve special favors and preferential treatment. Now, the Fed doesn't subscribe to any particular political views. It's a satire publication. You might have caught their latest issue of the Columbia Spectador, uh, which I will be upfront that I uh, was tricked by. We decided to talk to the current Fed editors. Get it? Um, to see what they think of Gorsuch and how the Fed has changed since 1986. They realized that his nomination was a possibility a few weeks before it happened. I think I was the first one to notice that Gorsuch had the potential to be nominated. Um, I think I just saw it on Facebook um, somewhere, you know, a few weeks before Trump actually nominated him um, and then posted it in the Fed, you know, Facebook group. Um, and sort of let everybody else know. Actually, I think we'd received a whole bunch of emails as well from our uh, alums telling us that uh, one of our former yeah. members, actually our father, if you were to say so, um, was uh, up to something, <laughs> unlike most of the other members of the Fed. So just noticing that there's some sort of thing going on was uh, a big event for many of the alumni for Fed, and they sent us a lot of emails. Um, telling us, congratulating us, questioning us about uh, our intent and feelings. Media outlets like the Washington Post, the New York Times, New York One, and TMZ reached out to the Fed. TMZ was particularly interested in the fact that P.T. Waters, one of the founders alongside Gorsuch, reached out to them asking to see the publication's archives. He never followed through, though. I just kind of had like a general negative feeling whenever I was walking around on campus, <laughs> and I didn't know what it was, and I think, you know, once Gorsuch came out, we started, like, you put a name to it, which was helpful, just in therapy. Yeah, I think we sort of knew him anonymously a little bit, as, like, we knew who the founder of the Fed was, we just hadn't really put two and two together, and that he was, you know, a judge um, on the Tenth Circuit. We had all these, like, old issues, just with stuff about like how much he hated truckers that we really couldn't figure out. But, you know, looking into it now, it, it's all starting to make sense. They're talking about a controversial case that Gorsuch ruled on. While waiting for repairs on the side of a Kansas highway on a freezing cold night, a trucker named Alphonse Madden decided to disregard orders from his supervisor and drive to safety to avoid getting hypothermia. He lost his job and Gorsuch decided that this was legal. But no, we didn't know that, uh, you know, the Fed started out as a sort of conservative voice on campus, which they didn't really want to classify as the conservative voice. Um, but the transition was something that we were particularly interested in seeing how the viewpoint of all these people that did uh, found the organization, how that automatically shifted into this humor publication back in the early 2000s. Now, the Fed is strictly a humor publication, and they don't have any particular political lean. No, there's no one who's like a hardline Republican or anything. Um, we're all pretty liberal, but we make jokes about things. Our views go as far from Bernie Sanders to Hillary Clinton and anywhere in between. <laughs> I, think, I think to the left of that as well. <laughs> 
much to the right of that as well. Yeah. I don't know. We're all over the place. So, have they distanced themselves from their conservative beginnings? I don't think we had a choice. <laughs> it became as such, and we followed the trend. I think we took it even further away when we uh, changed the sort of perspective of the Fed a few years ago. But they do value the sort of diversity of opinions that the founders of the Fed, the conservative, the libertarian, and the socialist, claim to value. It just doesn't manifest itself in the same way. But I think that at the same time, um, you know, there's a lot of concerns about sort of homogenous viewpoints on campus. Um, and insofar as, you know, we satirize sort of campus politics, I think that that's, you know, a useful exercise. Personally, I don't feel comfortable saying that anything I do is important. <laughs> we really try to revel in our thoughtlessness and uselessness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do bring an alternative perspective to campus discourse. If we actually accomplish anything, it's, it's definitely by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's not our intention. So Gorsuch was a campus conservative. His writings as an undergraduate here make those leanings clear. But in his confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court nomination, Gorsuch says something different. Here are some moments from Senator Al Franken's questioning of him. I have a canon of ethics that precludes me from getting involved in any way, shape, or form in politics. Senator, judges have to stay outside of politics. Senator, my personal views, any revelation of my personal views about this matter, would indicate to people how I might rule as a judge, mistakenly, but it might. And I have to be concerned about that. I cannot begin to share my personal views without suggesting mistakenly to okay, people. Okay, can I move on to something else? Well, if I might finish. You. I understand. You've given a version of this answer before, so I understand. I understand. Senator. I've been I, I understand. And, and again, you've given uh, many times this, that answer, so if you'll indulge me. Gorsuch repeatedly evades Franken's questions about his political leanings. And in some ways, this makes sense. As Gorsuch says, a judge should not be political. But if he has a history of impassioned political involvement with the right, shouldn't he disclose that? If what he wrote for Speck holds true, Gorsuch is anything but nonpartisan. So I know you're choosing your words very carefully, and I know you're trying not to signal how you might rule in certain cases. But I think some of those signals have already been sent. We'd like to thank the ER team for helping us put together another episode. More thanks to Chris Lopez for writing the music for the podcast and our interviewees. Subscribe to our SoundCloud and like the eye on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and keep up with us. Just keep up with the eye. Keep seeing what we see through our eyes, through yours. Thanks for listening.